Hello, good evening and welcome to the Gunnerstown pub. It's great to have you here joining us with this, what will hopefully be a celebratory pubcast after the Arsenal um, Slavia Prague quarterfinal second leg. And I'm joined tonight with Gav, she war. Gav, how are you doing? How are you doing, mate? You alright? I'm good, thank you. <laughs> yeah, better than I was three hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about and, it. Yeah, and I'm joined as well by Andy, who's a Guna South uh, on Twitter. Andy, nice to have you with us. Cheers, Paul. Thanks very much. It's good to have you. Um, yeah, let's just get right into it. So, um, firstly, just if you're listening or watching, um, you can post comments and we will try and get to some of them as we go along and put them up on screen. So, um, uh, just post your comments and we'll, we'll get to them when we can. But uh, I'd like to start with a hot take. Um, Gav, do you want to give me your hot take? Just a short rundown uh, on... Yeah, no, I mean, basically, I mean, it, it was what it was. I mean, we completely destroyed them in the first 25 minutes, didn't we? Absolutely run and ragged. Uh, unlucky not to be 4-0 up, really, by the a fingernail of a, an offside decision. Uh, I guess my hot take is I wish we'd done that at the home game we've done it at the home game then tonight would have been a lot more stress free for everybody leading up to it but as I just put out on Twitter it's the Arsenal we never do things the easy way I don't think we're ever going to do things the easy way Uh, but like I say all all come good tonight all come good it did indeed Um, Andy your hot tech yeah I'll go along with that I think it's a good call that Gav I think the hot take for me Paul, is that we didn't let, we didn't concede, which would have been very Arsenal-like, I think. And you know, you get that little bit of the edginess and and stuff when the other team score, but we didn't do that tonight. So for me, the hot take for me is I thought, like Gav, we killed the game in the first 25 minutes, and that's Arsenal-like. It can be Arsenal-like, but we don't see it often enough. Yeah, that's true. Um, sorry, I forgot to um, I forgot to ask what. What you guys are drinking because it is a pub i've got my customary fish fish bowl of gin <laughs> which um which initially was just to calm the nerves but um now it's actually turned celebratory which is a far more enjoyable gin um gav what are you drinking uh right now i've got uh bottles of moretti i'm on tonight okay getting fancy I, I, huh oh uh, a little bit of an overdose on the peroni tuesday night uh okay. leading leading into wednesday morning uh, but and so like I say, today's been a bit of a, and yesterday was a bit of a slog. But you know, I had a couple of Fosters earlier to sort of lighten the mood, and then it's been a Moretti during the game. Nice, nice, Andy. Um, your tipple of choice, Peroni for me, Paul. I just I had one just before the game because I thought, like Gav, yeah, I thought I, I think I need this. I think I'm <laughs> going to need you know a couple. And then I after the first twenty minutes, I only had a couple through the game. So I've just finished off a Peroni as we speak. Well, yeah, so you just touched on kind of my what my hot take was that um, it seemed for a change that that we came, you know, out of the gates with 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 a bit of energy and, and it looked like we were up for it. Um, we, we put great pressure on them in the first few minutes. And that just really helps me calm my nerves because I, I always feel like in the first few minutes of watching this Arsenal team, you can almost predict whether it's going to be a good game or not. <laughs> You know, yeah, absolutely. Like there's games when, yeah. like, five minutes into yeah. the Liverpool thing, you go like, "Man, this this is not looking good." Anyway, I think um, most of our, our watchers are feeling the same. We've got a high from Israel there. Um, happy Guna, um, 
There's a good comment here. Great all-round performance from everyone tonight. Solid back, composed up front. Very happy right now. Unai Emery, we're coming for you. Come <laughs> <laughs> you gunners. Um, here you go. Hope we don't get rid of Black. We'll deal with that later. Anyway, so pretty much most of the comments right now are talking about, um, you know, happy gunners, which, which they are. Um, Andy, did you have any particular highlights? I mean, I think in a game with so many goals and with such a solid performance, it's probably hard to highlight one. But um, if there's anything that just, you know, jumps to the front of your mind right now, what would that well, be? Well, it's the fact, as I said, Paul, I think the fact we didn't concede, I think that gives you such a good base. It, you know, gives you a little bit more confidence when you know they're solid at the back. You know you're not going to... They didn't really look like scoring, did they, to be fair? And I think no. that, for me, gave the... Gave the the, the forward players a little bit more license and so if there's one thing that would jump out to me because we as i said earlier we don't really see that 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 often and it was just like and, uh, a breath of fresh air tonight it was um is there anything in particular that you put that down to um i've i've always felt like rob holding paired with uh, pablo murray is is his best partner i feel they they're pretty solid together they seem to work well um and obviously, Shaka, you know, had a good game over the weekend playing that kind of left-back role. And um, I think he was good. Is there anything that you felt maybe made the defence as solid as it was tonight? Or was it just... I think Paul as well. That's a good call. I also think, and I was going to say this a little bit later, but I thought Callum Chambers was very, very solid at right-back. And I think mm. when, you've, when you've got um, Saka in wide right, you've got Pepe playing left. If you're two full-backs you know, uh, uh, covering well, uh, getting the ball. And listen, everybody in the world knows I'm not a Xhaka fan, but I thought he, was really, he played really, really well tonight. So that, that for me, the, the back four and the not conceding would be the, would be the thing that really jumped out at me. OK, great. Um, Gav, your highlight, if you had one? Uh, yeah, no, I think, there was, I think you've got to give credit to all of the front three, four players, really. Uh, especially, I mean, it was them that actually destroyed them. Uh, Smith Rowe and Zaka link up very, very well. Pepe had a very good game for us. Lacazette was, it, you know, it was the captain's performance from him. Do you know what I mean? He scored two goals. He was yeah, dropping deep. He was leading <laughs> the line. Uh, so it was just nice to see the front, what I call the front three and, you know, Smith Rowe, all firing. And, like I say, that they they just absolutely ripped them apart, and we've just got to hope that there's a few more of them kind of performances in all four of them between now and the end of the season. Right, yeah, it would be great. My the highlight for me was um, if you looked at those first three goal scorers, you know, with Lacazette, um, Saka, and um, Pepe, you know, playing a team that had been accused of racism. Um, I just thought it was really cool <laughs> that those are the three, the first players yeah. on the team sheet, you know, and, and there was a great photo going around Twitter of, um, you know, the Arsenal players taking the knee, you know, with, with, um, with the Slavia Prague folks, you know, doing the kind of the all blacks, the anti-hacker kind of, you know, thing. Um, but yeah, so it, it was, it was just good to kind of put them in their place and, you know, they're not a bad team. They knocked out, um, Leicester, they knocked out Rangers, mm. you know, and after the first, the first leg, you know, it might've looked like it, it would have been more difficult. I don't know if anyone would have predicted, you know, the win that we had, um, tonight. Nah. But, um, yeah. So the highlights, those, those are easy. Was there any low lights in particular, Gav? Was there anything that, that you, uh, you, you feel needs addressing? Um, 
No, not really. I mean, there's, there's stuff that you really can say after we've got away in a European game against a team that I, it, I think I heard something like they've only let in five goals in about 13 home games, <laughs> and we've just and we've just smacked four against. Them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like yeah. I say, Le- Leicester <laughs> couldn't score there. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's all. I, I can't see anything negative about this evening, really. Uh, perhaps Arteta could have been a bit braver, uh, and you know, done a few, a few substitutions a little bit earlier. But yeah. I mean, I, I mean, apart from that, you can't complain. We've just won four nil. We're in another semi-final of another cup competition. There's nothing to moan about, mate. That's, apart from Cronky and <laughs> apart from Cronky and Vinay. <laughs> We'll get. I'm sure we'll get to that later. Never yeah, they, they, yeah, they can still both fuck themselves. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Andy, I'm, I'm presuming that you don't have any um, any low lights uh, to dump on. No, I don't. Paul, the only thing I would say, being an old moaner in the East End as I am, even now, I, I maybe would give you know for new maybe would give a couple of the kids that haven't played before maybe a little taste on the pitch, maybe five ten minutes. But other than that, I'm with Gav and you. I, I'd see nothing. Everything was positive tonight. The whole lot enjoyed it immensely, which is unusual at the moment, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For me too. It was nice. I think the only, I think the only low light was not to be there, you know, because um, yeah. yeah. I was looking at, you know, like in the 89th minute and I was thinking of yeah. that feeling that you get when you're at a big, you know, European away game and, and you've just beaten them and you know they're going to make you stay in the stadium while they empty the, the stadium of yeah. losers. <laughs> And then you're yeah. going to go back to your hotel and it's going to be like, you know, two or three o'clock in the morning or maybe the plane, get back to Luton at like seven and you'll just be smiling here from ear to I ear see. because yeah. it's, it's all worth it. Drunk, <laughs> drunk as fuck from the beer all day. And then a game like that again. So yeah, the low light for me is the pandemic. It's, you know, um, yeah. that hasn't been great. I'm going to just um, address some of these comments here. Let's see if there's anything um, that's that worth performing. So pretty much um, most people have... Um, you know, uh, saying how much they enjoyed the the performances. There's been a mention of Lacazette. I think we can talk about him a little bit later. Um, and then, yeah, so substitutions, because we've you've you both touched up on on that. So, um, so Gav, do you think it would have been, you know, would it have been bold or or stupid to to bring on Balogun and and you know maybe you know some of the youngsters? earlier you know giving them a chance i think balligan ended up with like two minutes you know um yeah is it no exactly but i mean when it comes to him obviously it's looking it's it's boding well obviously the rumors are he's going to sign a sign a new deal with us so he's got he's done it hasn't he hasn't he signed yeah i'm not sure if he i haven't seen it on i ain't seen it on arsenal.com if he has all of the uh, the, the table signing it i thought was there I'm oh, sure well, I saw that today. I mean, someone will correct us, I think, but I'm, I'm sure I saw that. Okay. Either, either, yeah, either way, if he has or he hasn't, obviously it's a sign that he's staying, it's a sign that you know, Arteta's trusted him to bring him away on a uh, you know, European game and he's chucked him on. It would have been nice for him to have got like 10 minutes. It would have been nice for that young left-back perhaps to have got a few minutes as well. But yeah. you, you, you've got to be very, very bitter and have a very, very strong agenda to actually want to have a moan about Arteta this evening. Because oh, you set them out, they've done the job for nil. And mm. if we want to sort of like talk about the substitutions, etc., we're really, really nitpicking. 
it's like yeah. really like top yeah, class nitpicking it if if we're going to have a have a have a pop at him but it's always nice to see the young lads come on but yeah, it is what it is we just won four nil smile Listen, be happy we're, we're with arsenal <laughs> we'll always find something to complain about right so you win, yeah. four, you win four nil and you're like why didn't you make your substitutions earlier and put the uh, anyway so you know especially after all the talk um you know that arteta had maybe lost the dressing room and the players weren't playing for him i think um dave seager made a comment quite early on the game saying you know it's, it's a laugh that people you know accusing you know just mm. just saying that arteta's lost the dressing room have you got anything that you think about that andy um there have been moments where it I've, seems like it's difficult like the relationship i, I, think, I think mate to me all this trust the process, I do understand that. And I understand people's gripes and moans and I do get it, because listen, I think we're 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 very well known for it. Um we're not fickle like the other lot down the road, but because we still go, we still but I think as Gav said, if you're moaning tonight, then the agenda you've got is is probably not right for you to be fair. This club probably ain't right for you. You've got to get behind him. I would have brought the subs on, maybe just give them a little touch. Look, Balogun, if you have signed a contract, there you go, mate. Just have 10 minutes. There's my faith in you. I've just repaid a little bit of you, you know. But that's not right. It's just, mm. as Gab said, probably again. So I do apologize yeah. to our listeners I, you know, if they think that. <laughs> yeah, I saw some comments on Twitter about, you know, um, you know people saying bring bring on Balogun and those guys. But when I saw Enketia and Martinelli, um, you know, <coughs> lined up, I thought, you know, those guys also need to play. You know, they haven't exactly, you know, had a lot of playing time this season oh. and they are higher up on that list. So, um, yeah, but Paul, you, you know, know what I, I think, listen, I understand, I get that, but you know what Nketiah can do. I think, really, just, you know, maybe give the, the other kid a little taste of what it could be like if he works hard in training, but I'll take the point. Maybe, maybe I'll take the Maybe Arteta is trying to hang on to, um, you know, you know Martinelli, uh, Lacazette, um, Nketiah, uh, Balogun. You know, I understand putting, you know, having players play so that you can see what they can do is is probably important. Um, but also, if you want those players to play and play for you and and be happy, I think you kind of got yeah, to give possibly. Them more I think all the time. you've got the opportunity to maybe. But listen, he knows what he's doing, so. Well, there was a comment earlier. There was a comment earlier about Martinelli. Um, he had a great little cameo, um, and I'm glad he came on. He had a good, he had a good run against Sheffield, and glad he, he got that goal. And this was a very oh. Chelsea-esque kind of run that he had from the, you know, from the touchline. I mean, from the sidelines, and almost, almost put it in the bottom corner. Gav, what he do you think of Martinelli? He did yeah, all the hard it, work. Yeah. I mean, I was I was trying to look at that because he's normally very very clinical when it comes to that. And he'd done the hard work. He got in front of the fella. It, yeah, it was a lovely run. Uh, it looked to me, and I ain't making excuses for Martinelli, but it looked to me like the ball just bobbled a little bit as he went to hit it. Right. Do you know what I mean, not a lot. I was looking because I I was thinking like when it when he's missed it, I'm thinking it's got to be. A, he don't normally miss them. Do you know what I mean? And nice. I. As I was watching the replay, it does look like the ball just took a little bit of a strange sort of wobble bounce or, you know, as he went to hit it. And that's why it was off. But it weren't off by much. But no, again, like I say, it's... it's no, nah, do you know what I mean? I mean, it was only a couple of inches wide of the post, wasn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. From that angle as well. But it's almost an embarrassment of riches when you look at the fact that 
uh, Martinelli's not getting a start. Do you know what I mean? And a banging yeah. for what, what anybody wants to say about him. You know, well, he's, he's got malaria, right? So malaria. That, that's interesting. Yeah. 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 That, you know, I'm, I'm from, it. I'm from those places, you know, that part of the world where malaria is an issue. So, and my brother actually yeah. has had it and it's, you know, it's a horrible disease because it just keeps, you know, it's not, there's no cure for it. So the malaria parasite finds ways of hiding and avoiding your immune system in your cerebral cortex it can it disappears behind you know your kidney and then it'll come out and and it's quite debilitating so he's had and he question. had it since the yeah. international Qu- question. break then yeah yeah question question for you paul he's been because i say I, I i haven't got any knowledge whatsoever on malaria and all that malarkey right uh but he went away i believe two or two or three weeks ago he was in africa yeah so if he caught it out there, how long does it take from catching malaria to actually being like ill with it? Is it like an instant thing? Is it like a, a two-week no, incubation? It's, it's, it's or? not in, instant. You know, it, it's it's like a sleeping sickness. It makes you really kind of um, makes you really tired and fatigued. But you know, with all this other stuff going around, <coughs> sorry, excuse me, with the COVID and all that stuff, you know, if you're just feeling out of sorts and and tired and maybe a little bit achy. I'm not sure that the first thing that people would do to test you for it, because they have to test, you know, they, they, you do a blood test and, and to see if you've got the malaria parasite. Um, and I'm not a doctor, I, and, and, I, and all I know about malaria is that gin helps, apparently, the quinine used to keep the colonial <laughs> safe from the mosquito. But, um, yeah, so it could easily have been mistaken for, for, for fatigue or just generally um, not giving an arse anymore, you know, which he was accused mm. of, but it's nice to know it's malaria. <laughs> well, well not nice it's malaria but <laughs> nice for us not nice for him yeah no, like, oh, that, that's why he's that's why he's been so shit recently because he got mar- malaria <laughs> no, yeah. um, no I, i'm kidding i'm kidding um oh, fuck's our, sake. Our, our, our goals <laughs> we're in the pub right this is you know open, <laughs> open mic. pub talk exactly um do you want to just uh let's go through the goals andy do you want to um talk about the first one and well actually those those first that seven minutes between like the 18th and the 25th minute were, were pretty well, I interesting thought, um, I, I said to i said to my wife i said we've got to start quickly and i sort of i went out to to, to open the beer and i come back and i thought blimey we're having a little go here and the, the as gab said alluded to earlier the front three i thought worked really really well and and to be fair the first goal I mean, Smith, I think he's very Burkham-esque. I've said that on Twitter before, but it reminds me of a cross between Burkham and Merson. The way he runs with the ball at his feet, like the Merce used to do. And and I thought, he he's he played for the first goal without standing. Just more yeah. opinion, of course. Absolutely. In fact, his first, his goal in, in its, in, that was disallowed was... That was weird, right? Because I don't know about your your stream, but they didn't show the didn't <laughs> any show kind it. of offside. No, they didn't show it at all. And I was like, when no. I watched it live, you know, it was one of those weird bounced off the behind the keeper, off the you know, off the um, the crossbar, the and then he and then uh, yeah. he you off know put post, it away because yeah. he was smart. Yeah. Um, yeah. And no, they were like, yeah, 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 I was checking for three minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They just no, showed he the said to the referee, walking off, didn't he? Did you see him? He went. Was that offside? It wasn't by much, was it? And he sort of went like that with his fingers to say yeah. it was only, it was minuscule. 
It was different, yeah, though. It weren't like... It's not normally when there's like a bar decision, you, you see what's going on. Do you know what I mean? You yeah. see the, the lines and all that coming up. But you just didn't yeah. get any of that at all. So you're just sort of sitting oh. there waiting and waiting. And the longer it went on, I was thinking, you know, yeah, no, they're, yeah. they're going to do You just know. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. they're going to do You thought they had it in for us I mean? and the, the, the game's just going to, we're not allowed to win this one. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what crossed because, my mind. It's like, oh, those far souls are going to come at us again, you know? The thing was, though, is what, what we did well about that was, well, okay, we, we can get at these now. And we were yeah. straight back at them. So when we yeah. did actually score the first goal, which was only a few minutes later, uh, I think that's sort of almost, yeah, I think that almost done us a bit, a bit of sort of luck, really. I mean, it's like, well, okay, this one ain't allowed. That, you know, let's get back at them again. And I think that was the sort of attitude throughout the whole of the first half was, let's just get at these. Do you know what I mean? What was, yeah, yeah. I did find, what I did find funny was for the penalty, right, is the ref's blown up for it straight away, right? The ball was dribbling into Pepe's feet, who's more or less like bang centre, just outside the six yard box, didn't he? right? <laughs> and he had a moan at the ref, and he the he sort of like was laughing at the ref, was saying like, <laughs> Well, I didn't get tired. I would have scored that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I fancy that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but it, yeah, it, it was a well. It was it was a well taken penalty though by Lacazette. I thought it was a very very good penalty because you see him yeah. and he sort of slowed down on his run and waited till the keeper went. Do you know what I mean the keeper just gave him away? Just the keeper just gave yeah. himself away, and he yeah, just slotted it in the corner. He he's he takes great penalties. I must admit, I've. I've you know, um, I kind of feel quite comfortable, you know, when he's behind the ball on penalty kick, whereas, you know, there's other players that have been our, our primary kick takers that I, I haven't had that Obama much confidence Yang. in. Aubameyang, yeah. remember when Ozil took a couple, you go like, oh my oh, God, this is probably God. not going to cross oh, the no. line, you know? Here's another one about Lacazette, right? Do you remember when they used, I think we're probably going back a couple of years, and he used to get absolutely blasted for the amount of goals that he scored at home compared to the amount of goals that he scored away. Mm -hmm. And the amount of away goals he's got now this season, yeah. I think it's something like yeah. three or four times more than the home goals. So he's really, especially away from home, I think the way and the style that we, we play away from home really, really just suits his game. It absolutely mm -hmm. suits his game. Do you know what I think that is, Gav? I think because I think Arteta's probably got him more involved in the game because he drops a lot mm. deeper sometimes now to pick the ball up. And therefore, I feel yeah. he feels more part of the game. He feels like he's he's adding something, so he starts it and he wants to get on the end of it. Whereas before, sometimes, especially in away games, he did cut a really lonely feeling. But now, I feel he's more mm. into the game. He's more involved and he drops deep and he brings other players in. And that's to me is a is a big part of the reason why he's scoring more goals for me. Well, we did. I did try him like that. The, uh, sort of for the beginning of the season, he was almost trying him in like a sort of, a, you know, almost yeah, you know, an eight, yeah, you know, almost like a hybrid eight ten. He was trying to play him. At yeah, first. full ten or even. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? It, it, and, but he still does that now. So, you see him sometimes. He's coming. He's coming back and getting it off getting the second or third ball off and he's sort of in the centre circle. Do you know what I mean? So maybe maybe then that spell of games that he, he, he had in there 
has actually done him good and his work weight. You can't slaughter his work weight. Do you know what I mean? Cannot he always puts in a shift, Gav. I mean, oh. even even when, when the rest of the team seem to be, um, you know, like, uh, like we've had a couple of performances of, of the last, you know, five or six, you know, where, where the team has just generally been shit. Lacazette doesn't stop running. You know, he's front and back. He's harrowing. He's He's... He's good with link-up play, and I think what I like seeing is when he's with Saka and, and Smith Rowe, um, there's he, their energy is infectious, and I think his quick touches and their little triangles and the, the way they bring each other into the game, I think it just really helps you know, up our pace as a team, as a whole. You know? And I think that you know, those seven minutes and when we scored the first three goals, if we could just do that you know, constantly for 90 minutes, <laughs> we'd be lethal. <laughs> we'd be absolutely uh, lethal. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> um, so the, the third goal, that was the, um, that was Pepe's goal on his own, right? Is that, uh, no. Pepe had the first goal just after Smith-Rowe's disallowed goal. Just after the disallowed then there was, goal. Then there was yeah. a penalty. And then the next goal was... Second. the third one? Saka, that's right. Saka. So talk me through that one, Gav, because I thought Saka had a good first half, and I think he and Smithrow were both quite quiet in the second. But um, yeah, no, it's it's almost like them sort of. I mean, them sort of been playing like together, you know, throughout the youth teams and everything. So they've they've obviously got this understanding. They've almost mm -hmm. sort of. It's almost sometimes that they've got this sort of like little bit of telepathy going on between the pair of them. And again, it was just it was nice to see Saka's. He's got his chance. He sort of cut in, and he's just he's just chopped it in the corner. And you know the keeper was expecting him to go the other way, so the keeper was just completely standing there, flat footed. And it didn't move. It, yeah. it, it didn't move now because I mean, again, like I say, I look at silly little things when I'm watch, when when they show you the replays, and the keeper was going to his right, and just before he shot, he took a step to the right. Saka smacks it, and there's no way in the world the keeper could have done anything. He was just left completely going the wrong way and completely flat footed. Yeah. yeah, he was just like, can't do nothing, mate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, flat-footed <laughs> thing. It, Does... it was good, and Saka needed that, because he's missed a couple of sitters lately, hasn't he? So yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. Need, he, he needed a goal as well. Do you know what I mean? And it's, it's, just, it's just nice. It's nice, it's nice when your three front players all get a goal. Do you know what I mean yeah, that, that that's that's the that's the beauty of it because we ain't got a we ain't got a striker who's you know who's going to bang twenty five goals a year for us at the moment, but if we've got three or four or even five, you know forward players who are going to contribute you know ten fifteen each, then that's where the goals are coming from, and you want the goals spread about as well. Yeah, we just I mean? need goals from yeah, the middle. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's the, um, that's, that's the, Sorry, that was another point I was going to mention before you sidetracked me, Paul, right? Was the fact... <laughs> <laughs> it's not me, the it's fact... the gin. It was the gin. <laughs> yeah, no, I was going to say, it's a minute ago. What I did actually really enjoy as well, right, is there's the hunger to get in the box. And so, like, it's not just Lacazette in the box. There's two, three, four of them in the box when the ball's going over. And that just makes it immensely hard to run a run against and correct me if I'm wrong, Andy, but that's something we weren't doing at the beginning of the season, mate, was it? No, absolutely. I mean they picked it up on every channel, didn't they? And it, even watching the games, I think everybody on Twitter spoke about it. It's lovely crossing the ball, but when you've got no one in there, and I think you, you make a good point there, Gav. I think that if you look now, they're not always in the box, 
that they're either arriving or they're, mm. you know, they know they're, they're waiting for the pullback or they're, so they're, they're understanding that Pepe sometimes is going to get a ball across and so is Saka from the other side. So I think you're right. They're getting in the box now and we're, we're getting the chances, aren't we? So, mm. well, exactly. There's still time. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I, there's still times I feel that um, we either have five people attacking the, you know, the, um, the actual goalkeeper um, and nobody at the cutback, or we have everybody at the cutback and nobody everybody cuts in, the, yeah. and they're going for the line. You know what I mean? It's kind of strange because you've got five people in the box, but they're all in the line, and the ball yeah. either goes behind them and or in front of them. Because there was an amazing line, that, Paul. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Pepe zinged a couple across that. You yeah. know, you'd literally just had to sniff at that thing; it would have gone in. But there was nobody, yeah, yeah. you know, just to sniff at it. So, um, the fourth goal um, was the Lacazette thing. I thought he was quite composed. You know. Um, to, to take that goal. Andy, did, do you want to talk through that one? Yeah, I think I think he, he realised that, I mean, if you watch, like Gav says, if you watch little things in a replay, the defender that he did when he sort of sidestepped the ball looked absolutely lost. I mean, he looked like he did a score, mate, score, because I, I, I don't know if you guys noticed it, but and I, I, he really did do a good touch, Lacazette, and... Just he pulled it across like a drag left. over, right? With his, yeah. With his... And I thought the defender with him just went, you've done me there, mate. I'm going to go home now and, and see what's on the team. <laughs> he, just, he, he was miles away. And I thought that was a very accomplished finish. And I like the fact, for me, yeah, no, he's same also it was got out of his game, it? money. Yeah. He's what, Gav? Yeah. It was composed. It, do you know what I mean? It, yeah. you know, it wasn't the greatest of touches, etc. But it was composed, and he yeah. knew where it, he knew where he was doing. It, that was just a lovely yeah. finish, mate. Really. And there was two defenders on him there. He did two of them. Yeah. He didn't just do one. When he stepped to the left. But mm. if you watch it again, just watch the, the on the replay. The fellow with the dark hair just goes, "Yeah, good night." I like that. <laughs> so that to me was a yeah, well taken goal. To be fair. I think it's great for us. I mean, Lacazette has now, I think it's either six and seven or seven and seven. You know, you got two on the weekend um, against Sheffield. You got another two tonight. Yep. Um, mm. It's great to have that kind of confidence going forward. And I've always said, I think he's a confidence player, you know, because, um, he, you know, he gets a lot of flack for missing chances that, you know, to, to us sitting on our, safely on our couches look so <laughs> clear and obvious, <laughs> you know. Mm. Um, so it's and nice, coming it's at the nice. right time, Paul, as well. Coming at the right time. And they're coming time. at the right. I was just going to say where yeah. we are in the in, you know semi-final now, and the last time we played at Villarreal, which was a I had a cracking that was a cracking night to be fair. Um, <coughs> uh, <laughs> for more than one reason, I think we, we painted the town red and white. Um, I think if he's as Dad said, he's, if he's getting the goals away now, away goals. It could stand. He could just be in the the, the, the peak of his, his season at the right time. Right? Mm. Yeah. So, so. Well, it's the it's the business okay. end now. Let's, yeah, let's be honest. Now it's the business end of the season. Now, do you know what I mean? We've still yeah. got a sneak that we could get up to sort of sixth or seventh if results go our way, and you know we you know we keep up winning games in the in the league. But it's the business end. It's the semi final of a European competition and. Let's be honest, we've been shit in Europe our whole fucking existence. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know, so but you don't have to keep saying it, Gav. <laughs> it's hard enough knowing it than having a people saying it all the time. Yeah, we, we know it here in our hearts. It's not being a doom and gloom merchant, Gavin, in other words. 
<laughs> I'm fucking happy, you feral bastards. <laughs> no, no, mate, on me. no. I'm, inter- uh, I'm interrupting <laughs> you again. So, so oh, you think dear. that um, you think things are going to change, or are we going to chill? You know, we're going to have another fucking Baku experience. You know. Oh, well, who knows, mate? Who oh, knows? Oh, don't. Please, God, no, because I remember that. I remember the conversation at that time. How this that was make or break for Arsenal, like our future as a club. You know, we had to beat Chelsea. We had to win that Europa League, get back into the Champions League, and resume business as normal. I, I've like my heart can't take it anymore. I feel like every single game that we have now, <laughs> you know, these Europa League um, games coming up, even the the Premier League games coming up. I mean, everything just seems so loaded and fraught with. You know the possibility of of failure. It's, well, as Gav says, Paul, it's the business end, mate. We, we, if we're not Europe, I'm not quite sure. You know, we'll go really. I, I don't want to become a, a team that just suddenly, you know, well, we're not in drops Europe. Off. You know, maybe we don't. Yeah, drops off, and and you start to become like a. I can't think of anybody offhand, but you know, one of them sort of teams that. You know, not that we'll ever go down or anything like that, but mid-table beckons, and I don't. So it's, it is important. Yeah. Well, so, you know, big teams have done that. In Liverpool, for instance, you know, like dominated for so long, and then you know, thirty-one years or whatever it took, you know, to get back up to the top. And well, they had a few Champions League wins in in the middle that always get you know. Is that all? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind a bit of the Euro- European luck if it, even if it just won the league for a while. Nice yeah, imagine winning three won. or four yeah. Champions Leagues. Yeah, that, that, yeah. that'd be oh. good. That'll shut everyone up. Naysayers. <laughs> oh. um, there was a penalty call later on in the, in the game. I think Lacazette was through, and the, the defender slid in and kind of took out his, his took out his know, left leg. His standing yeah. leg. Didn't, didn't even look at that. The VAR just was like, they flashed uh, it on the screen and showed what looked like an obvious penalty and then they just carried over playing it. it was just, yeah. I, I don't understand. It's, and you know what was awful? No. And people have complained about it before, sorry, is that that first goal with that interminable looking at the ref doing his offside line thing and VAR never showing it. I'd already tweeted like six or seven times, ESR, yes, Emil smith yeah, great, awesome. And I was like, <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> the fuck? And it's like that in the stadium, you know? Goal, goal! Yeah. And then you go, oh, the screen. It's, the screen of death. There's been a few people on Twitter, haven't they, that have showed themselves jumping up and down. I won't know names. I think we all know who I'm talking about. Jumping up and down when goals have gone in and going, yeah, they're really mad. And they're filming themselves. And then they suddenly realise the goal's been disallowed. So we never do it. I'll never do it. Always wait. You know, no. they, sh- they should have one of those those beach balls spinning around like or loading you know like when, when the internet used to be really slow and like the picture would come and you could see like you know who is it is it Arteta is it Arteta no it's yeah, Shaka yeah. and the picture would like load line by line you know they should have like a loading sign or something you know VAR like you know um sorry for the glitch I'm gonna have a look at some of these comments see if this oh there's one I wanted to go back to um Olaf who who is on this blog um on this podcast quite frequently um has rep- says that ornstein reported that balligan has signed but there's no official news on that so ah. I, don't know the, I don't know where that picture is that you saw andy but oh i saw somebody it. put that on twitter today i saw him sat down signing it might have been his uh, might have been his <coughs> youth contract I maybe his know, instagram or something might have been yeah yeah possibly no, the, the, I'm, it, I'm getting old so. it's, it's <laughs> like i say it, i mean i've you know i've 
spent all day looking at the Twitters and all that malarkey anyway, but it is normally up on the uh, up on Arsenal's actual official one. Yep. Yeah, but so, like I say, we'll see. But I mean, like I say, if everybody's sad it's done, and he's gone away with the you know he's gone away with the squad for the European game, and he's got a couple of minutes on the pitch, so it's all pointing that he signed a deal, which is a bit surprising, yeah, really. I thought we'd, I thought we'd do a runner. Mm. Yeah, it seems so like it, and maybe maybe Liverpool have calmed down their interest, and that might you know now that they're not as. You know they they they're kind of struggling a little bit right now. Maybe they weren't quite as attractive. That could be maybe played into uh, it. You know, oh, maybe they're knows. looking elsewhere. Anyway, who um, knows? Who but, cares? but again, We've again, it's like exactly. But the thing is, is too many people get too excited about youngsters coming through who have, haven't even kicked a ball in anger yet. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? I mean, right now we should be excited about players like Sacco and. Martinelli, we should just let Badigan just Smith Rowe, get on. Yeah, yeah and Smith yeah. Rowe. Do you know what I mean? Let's, let's concentrate on the young kids that are, you know, are making their breakthroughs now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and not, yeah. not go sort of completely mental. I mean, you saw, like, I mean, Arsenal put up a tweet about uh, the, the Duke of Edinburgh. And you're scrolling through it and you're seeing loads of announced Badigan, signed Badigan. So, and you're thinking, where, what, do they, what planet are these people on? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, I think they just well, yeah they just they just kind of seize you know these kind of issues and and turn them into you know like life or death situations and they really but yeah they it's, really it's, aren't. yeah like I say yeah. It, it's it's not if if he if he doesn't sign for us it's not going to be the end of the world. Do you know what I mean? Let's concentrate yeah. on the boys that have got long contracts and that are doing it on the pitch at the moment. Yeah, and also you can't look at you know you can't look at um you know players that have left and 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 suddenly become like brilliant i mean you know that that happens at the time you know you've yeah. got choices we've let players go that have turned on you know turned out to be great like serge Gnabry. you know it's it happens shit happens you know you can only yeah. you can only um you can only do so much it's something i wanted to touch on though, um uh, and maybe you could talk me through this andy um you know talking about players um Im- improving and and having good games is shaka in the last two games played that left back situation i thought he was amazing today i just thought he was solid he, he was a real leader he was kind of everywhere he made some great interceptions he he seemed calm on the ball his passes were incisive is is there something to be said for the fact that without having as an adventurous left back as like a tne um or even suarez when he's in that position with those you know the the, the backs acting as wing backs and wings and bombing up the field it was kind of interesting having one solid stable side and i think it kind of gave more energy to the you know to the other side for attack um is there anything you want to say about that does uh, do you know what, Paul, the... th- yeah i'm not his greatest fan Shaka. I've, got, I've got to be honest i think mm-hmm. when he's in the midfield he gets he's too slow he's pedestrian he gets caught with the ball i know what he's going to do sit up up the tier in the east end before he ever does before he's even got the ball i know what he's going to do and everybody else does but tonight and the last couple of games although Sheffield United and this mob tonight, you know, I'm not saying they're, they're, you know, they've still got opposition, but I thought he was calm. I thought he was assured. I thought he was, you could see him talking a lot on the pitch to the, you know, to uh, Pepe, to, to, to the younger players. And I quite like that. And Mari as well did the same. But I thought Shaka last two games played really, really, really well. And 
that really pains me to say that, to be fair. But um, <laughs> he looks actually actually looks a bit better at left back than he does in midfield because I think he's 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 probably got a bit more time at left back because you've only got one player on. You're in the middle sometimes. I think they realise they can get to him, so they hound him a little bit. But again, to your point, I think tonight again he played really really well. It's a bit more, the thing is, is really, I mean, if you're left or right, right back, especially how we play where they're, they're pushed up a little bit, it's almost a little bit more of a forgiving position if you do put a pass straight. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. a little bit less forgiving than if you're doing it and you're just outside our area or whatever. So there, no there one's behind you, it. Well, no one's yeah, exactly. If you do get away midfield, someone could be behind you. Yeah, so it's like I say, it's a little bit more of a forgiving position for anybody to play in, really. Mm-hmm. But it it kind of almost suited us, really. And the fact that the way Arteta wants our left and right back to play is to almost come inside when we're attacking. So they want the left and, you know, they almost want them to sort of join up as part of the midfield. So that the wide men can actually get more space out wide. So it, it kind of almost suited him the fact that he's playing left back and he, he's slotting into the middle every now and then. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it's it's almost like a, a nice tactical move by Arteta to actually try in there, really. Well, do you I remember? Think... Do you remember? Um, I don't know if you guys remember. You know, George used to say, didn't he? One forward, one stays. One forward, mm. one stays. So yeah, I then totally. think. Once Callum, yeah, once Callum, once Arteta, uh, Arteta I got me, once um, Jack goes forward, the Chambers probably drops over and becomes a 13 and a half. So, therefore, yeah. a little bit more work on Pepe, but then gives Jack the chance that you really know no one's going to get in behind you. So, it gives, as you say, mm-hmm. probably a little bit more forgiving to play in that position for him because he could be a bit Yeah, yeah no, exactly. Andy, you mentioned right at the beginning the, the stability in defence really helped us, you know, like focus on attacking. And I think for me, what I've seen in the last two games was that um, where Shaka would normally be one of our midfield three and whoever was playing, if it's a Tierney or whatever is on, the, on the, the wing, they're often involved, like, you know, in the attacking third, doing oh, little third overlaps third, and yeah. running plays. And, try, and they often get caught out. Shaka normally has to drop back, which means that then our midfielders, you know, we're not, we, we've lost the guy in the midfield for their clearance and that push puts pressure on on the sense you know the central defense the if they on a transition yeah, yeah. yeah on our center backs so in some ways it felt nice just having somebody like Shaka who I thought did a great job and he doesn't roam as far forward he's not fast enough to you know to go for the corner flag and put a cross in you know he's he, he covers much more of a defensive area of the of the um, pitch and I think oh. that, that kind of and he's got an engine as well he has, he, he has, he does, he has yeah. got an engine. He's not like I say. He, you know, he's not going to. He's not an Andre not Santos. Gonna, or, yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> he ain't going to be. He ain't going to be winning any hundred meter races. Do you know what I mean? Unless it's against us three, right? But he, he, he still runs all day. Do you know what I mean? He's still and another good thing. Game, so. Another good thing is also if you look at him, he's very rarely injured. So no, I think true. that also, you know gives a little bit of stability. Listen, I'm not his greatest fan. I've said that a million times. I don't, I don't, for midfield, he's not for me. But, but he's growing think, on you. 
I said to you bag a shaka shirt, you know, when when the armory yeah. next next year, shaka yeah. thirty five. Yeah. Uh, they, they have an all ride with me jacket shirt on. You can imagine, can't you? Yeah. But no, I think going uh, back to I'll, I'll pay money to see that. I'll get Shaka to send. I'll get Shaka to send you a signed one, and then it's never going to happen, Paul. It's not worth his while. (laughs) um, Going back to your point, I think that that it's a good point, Paul. I think he does the fact that Chambers is a centre back. So when he does go forward, Chambers drops in. It also gives you that little bit of. He doesn't drop in too far, so he's also backing Pepe up, uh, Saka up, who played on the right. That's quite a system, and I think the commentator didn't he allude to it by saying he might have fell into this this formation. Mm. Well, I think yeah. I've got he a different commentary, commentary than, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, so, uh, but he, he, he hasn't. I mean, I'd say hasn't really just fallen into it, though. Do you know what I mean? I mean, there was there was other options. He could have played better in yeah. Cedric tonight. Yeah. So he, he's he's tried choice, stuff, and he's yeah. seen and he's seen what works. He's clearly made a decision on. Arteta's clearly made a decision on how he wants to sort of play it, really, I feel. Well, he likes Mara, like doesn't he, Gavit? He likes oh, Mara. Mara he likes something. Yeah. Well, I think, like I say, what... Yeah, yeah sorry. No, I think on, for what, one thing, you know, um, Arteta, I think putting, having, being able to play Shaka and Party and maybe a Ceballos, you know, and, and sacrifice one creative, fast wing-back, um, I think it's, it suits Arteta at this point because we've often complained about the leadership on the pitch and the, and the game management and and just being able to handle the stress and, and not collapse around the 17th minute like we generally tend to do. And I think being able to play Chambers and Chaka, I think it just helps just basically with the energy of, of you know, of, of the team. It just makes us feel more composed. I think today was a very composed performance in attack and defense. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Here's an hold, interesting hold. comment. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, Gav. Yeah, go, no, go, yeah, go read, read the comment out, mate. So there's a comment here on the screen by Nitsan Bertel. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his name. He says, remember when Ray Parler once played right back instead of Dixon? He then said something like, there's nothing much to do there. <laughs> I thought that was quite funny. Yeah. Um, sorry, what were you going to say, Gav? Yeah. yeah, no, I was just going to allude to holding Amari again because... I mean, they both had a solid game in defence, but they, they're both very very forward-minded look, and forward-looking people. And they both were pumping some, some nice balls about as well. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And Mari does like, uh, I think Mari done a couple of occasions, done, you know, some quite sort of longish kind of balls, mm-hmm. uh, which, were, which were hitting the right slot. So there's that to his game as well. I mean, that's why I said I liked Louise so much, because Louise can actually sort of, Ping a ball halfway across the pitch as well, so mm-hmm. there's that there's that side to that that partnership as well in central defence. Well, what's interesting is Holding and Murray don't seem to be you know they they make accidents. Rob Holding, you know, every now and then he irks people. I think he's fantastic. I like his energy. I like the fact that he's quite a dominant player. I think that you know the more somebody's in his face, the more he's back at them. And tonight was a bit like that. He. You know, he just shrugs people off and, and, and he's quite physical when he needs to be. I thought Murray kind of, um, Murray is there, he's solid. They don't draw attention to themselves. But what I was going to say is that their mistakes, when they make them, aren't as costly as either Louise or Gabriel's. And that's kind of why I prefer them. I think that they just, um, there's something about the two of them together that, that works. I, I think they covered each other well. I think Rob Holding goes up you know, and adds to the attack a little bit. Like you said, Gav, both of them were pinging passes around. Um, Andy, do you have a centre 
defence pairing that, that you prefer out of the ones uh, that we've had? So honestly, Paul, I like Gabriel. I, I, I've got to say, I think for a young kid, I think he's our future. But again, mm. I like, you know, Rob Holding, I always, as you guys alluded to just now, go back to the cup final against Diego Costa. Yeah, and I mean, he bullied yeah. the place, and he was at his peak then. You know, he was horrible, and he was. So I like Rob Holding, and I like Mari, and I like Gabrielle. I, I, it's hard to. I wouldn't want to be upset to pick two out of three out of them. To be fair, mm. but if you like had to choose for a pairing, is is there a pairing that you? Because I feel Louise and Gabriel work better together than and and Holding and Marie work better together than a mix up of any of those. Yeah, it's almost I like mean, you look, found, I think you found that's hard like you're... to argue, Paul. I think you, you, anyone would find that hard to argue. I think um, Mari and, and Rob Owen do look. And, and to be fair, I'll go back to what I said earlier. I thought Callum Chambers had a good game tonight as well. Mm. So, yeah, it's going to be one of them, isn't it? And especially with this um, the, the kid from the French kid, Saliba, to come in yeah. as well. We've got Mavropanos out on loan as well. I mean, that's going to be quite. You know, he's going to have an abundance, especially if Louise leaves. He's going to have an abundance of centre-backs, isn't he? So, but you need right. a big squad, so. And, you know, <coughs> experience, the experience just all adds up. The more these, these players at the back can, can play games and play against different types of opponents, it just all, all helps, you know. So it's great that yeah, they're all getting right. yeah. a lot of time. Which is why you need European football as well, I think. Exactly, that's a good point. Mm. It's a very good point. Definitely. Definitely. <coughs> um... I was going to move on to rapid fire ratings, which is normally where we just, um, you know, quickly go through the team and give our ratings. But from the conversation, it seems like pretty much everyone is like a solid seven or eight. I didn't feel there was anyone who nine for them for me. Nine for all of them. Okay, that's yep. that's good. Every single one of them. That's brilliant. Nine for the referee too. I don't think we got a yellow card. No, oh, Martinelli. Yeah, I'd never give him no. I'd yeah, never that give was a tough one. Ball, but... <laughs> it was a bit harsh, wasn't it? Because it looked like, um, yeah, that was a bit crazy. Um, See, the thing, yeah. I, I said, I mean, yeah. it, depends, it depends how you do your scoring, right? See, I look at if the keeper keeps a clean sheet, then he gets a 10. Because he can't do much better than keeping a clean sheet. And if the defenders in front of him don't screw up, then they've got to get a 9. If they're assisting or scoring, then they get a ten. Do you know what I mean? So it's all it's all how you how you sort of you know how everybody's so binary for you. You either get a nine or a ten. <laughs> yeah, basically. But I mean, no, I mean, how, how can you how, how can you give how can you give a how can you give a keeper a nine when he kept a clean sheet? It's, well, it's maybe his distribution sucked, or you know. Mm, yeah. Well, that's subjective, isn't it? Well, it's everything subjective, isn't it, Gav? Really? I mean, even statistics yeah. are subject, subjective. <laughs> What's that comment? Yeah, it says statistics. Well. Statistics are not used for illumination. They use more like um, more like a lamp for a drunk to lean against. <laughs> anyway, uh, something uh, like that. Fair enough. I'm I'm screwing up that quote. No shit. For it's once, it's me screwing things up, Gav. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Anyway, um, so moving swiftly along, the last little um, section that I'd like to get to is, is the headlight, which is, you know, what's coming up. And we've, we've talked about it a little bit, you know, touched on, you know, that we're in the meaty part of the, you know, the end game. 
Um, Andy, do you want to talk about um, the possibilities of, I think we, we could meet Dinamo Zagreb or Villarreal. Do we know who it is yet? Villarreal. So I think it's definitely Villarreal, I think. Okay, so the game you were alluding to earlier is at the, the semi-final at Champions League. It was. was it I said to a power mind ball in the ground, I said to him, if Lehman saves this, we'll win this competition. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> you know, we almost did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, didn't we just? And I just said to the wife, <coughs> I said, Thierry Henry, one-on-one with the keeper in his home stadium, in his home city, you'd have banked him, wouldn't you, to do that? So... Anyway, yeah. we, we digress. But um, if you're looking for the end of the season or what's coming up for me, Paul, is I'd like to see the, the real Arsenal a bit more. The, the first half Arsenal we saw tonight. I'd like to see a nice win on, on Sunday against Fulham. Um, you know, That's going to be a tough game, that, right? It will. Well, they're fighting for Parker, their lives, aren't they, Fulham? Yeah, uh, part on the Paul Parker. Look at me. Um, Scott Parker knows his game, you know, and they've been unlucky in a few games. But if we can win again on Sunday, a little bit of momentum going. So what Gav said is is the is the meaty end of the season. It might just be, it might just be coming. I, I, I just, I'm praying, obviously. Um, but I just think it might be coming that we might just be a nice little bit of form at the right time. Please hold. Do you think? Um... Is there any chance that Erdegaard, I think he was training today, right? Is that correct? Did I read that somewhere? So somebody on Twitter said, yeah, that he was, I mean, to me, he's a master kid if, if we can in the summer. Be, um, it'll be nice if we can get him back also to play a couple of these games at the end. I mean, all, yeah, you know, here's enough. a question. Yeah. Here's a question that came up in the comments, Gav, before we get to your headlight. Um, just address this for me. Um, speaking of Erdegaard, um, the maths debater. <laughs> Math debater with, with somebody with a lift, with a lift and a floppy wrist. Um, uh, he says, "Who's better, Smith Rowe or Erdegaard?" I'm not sure what "better" means, but um, Gav, do you want to address that? I think, like, I say, if, yeah, so no, cheers. It's, 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 it's a tricky one. I mean, Erdegaard's obviously he's clearly a very, very talented player, and he clearly links things up well. Uh, I think there's room for both of them, uh, especially if we're for the rest of the season playing twice a week, which we really hope that we're going to be doing. Uh, but there is possibly a way of playing them both together as well against certain opposition. Uh, so I don't think it's a, an automatic choice between the two of them. If we can keep the kid and we know we're keeping him, then again, we've got to play him more and use him more. But, if he is going back to uh, back to his original club at the end of the season, then I'd rather see Smith Rowe get in the minutes. If I'm being honest, I'd use Erdegaard mm -hmm. when Smith Rowe needs a rest. Well, yeah, I mean, you, I agree. you've got yeah. you've got. You know I mean, you've got to be looking to that next problem. Season. I mean, it'd be great if we had the problem the problem of Erdegaard next. Love to have. Um, oh. I'm not sure. Uh, you know, this also two questions. Ceballos has had a run of being, let's just face it, pretty shit. I thought he was, you know, you saw what it was that made us excited about him when he, you know, purple patch, you know. Um, what do you think will happen? Uh, Odegaard, Odegaard's got Odegaard for me all day long, Paul. I think, oh, if, you're, if you yeah. look, 
when he yeah, I, I mean, listen, I would never get rid of Smith. I think, as I said, you know, I think he's Burkamp esque. I think to bring him on, but this kid Odegaard, I think, is very special. I think when he first came in, and you, you look at our players, all eleven of them, are, I actually, I think he's a little step above, probably most of them, if I'm honest. I think he's mm-hmm. a, I actually think he's a, he could be. And that's a worldy if we can keep him. Um, and I know he's only if young, only 22, I think. Yeah, he's, uh, he is young, very young. He's and young. So for me, there's been articles in, in Norwegian press, um, you know, where he said that he, he likes being at Arsenal, and I think he likes being appreciated and likes getting the game time and and the stability and of knowing, you know, where he would fit if he stayed. Um, yeah. Just say here's a. Um, Indecent proposition. If we can't get Erdegaard, but they offer us Sabias, would you take him? No. No. Absolutely okay. not. It's only worth. I do like Sabias, and I think the the biggest comment that we can play pay him tonight is he fitted in and we didn't notice him. He he, he was seamless. He was seamless in 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 the team tonight. So. That's really what you want from a player in his, his sort of position. You don't want them struggling or putting balls, you know, you know astray sort of thing. So mm-hmm. the fact that we we haven't really spoke about him or Party tonight, mm-hmm. we haven't mentioned either of them till now. So to me, that that's a good thing because you know they're the sort of players you, you don't really want to have to say that they had to do too much work or they looked under pressure. But unless you we're gonna get. Go on. Sorry, Gary, go on, mate. Sorry, I was... No, go on. No, go on, no, go on after you. I was just going to say, how many goals has he, many goals has he scored this season? Oh, one or two, not, if that. Well, yeah, but from central midfield, you know, if you're looking at... Yeah, to me, you need more I, than that. I, I, yeah, you need more than... And not only that, again, I know I'm going to get slaughtered for this, but he, he's a Spanish Aaron Ramsey. He's just... He's not... <laughs> you, you need... Somebody in that midfield, you need pace wide left for me, and I don't know how he's going to do that sacker or whatever he's going to do. But you need someone in the middle who's got a bit of guile, who can push, the, who can walk forward with the ball, not keep going sideways, and can maybe create and score from the middle. We don't have that. Nah. And Sabayos nah. ain't the answer for me. I do agree, but if we hadn't had him this season, we would be in a worse position. Because we've got, like I say, that, that's, <laughs> that's probably one of our biggest Achilles heels. Yeah, mainly because of, of the gap that we have, you know, that he did at least partially help for a, for a period. But, it, you know, I think what Andy's saying is, is interesting is that, you know, while he's, he's just a luxury, really, that we can't afford. If he, was, if he came from, like, Norwich or something and he was, you know, yeah. like a £50,000 a week salary, he'd be great to have around. Like you said, Gav, he doesn't draw attention. Uh. When he's good, he's pretty decent. You know, um, when he's bad, he's he's not horrible. Um, you know, but m- maybe as like a, a loanee on quite high wages, it's just a luxury we can't really afford. We need to find somebody better. But, but yeah, but again, we've still got to go out and find that player and purchase that player. And let's be That's honest, true. we're Arsenal Football Club. We really shouldn't be taking players on loan anyway. 
Right. Well, for two years in a row, too, yeah. Yeah, we we shouldn't really be low. We shouldn't really be in a position where we have to get players in on loan. And I don't want to upset you again with this one, but I don't know because it comes back to the to as you were saying earlier about the 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 club. But I think the ideal scenario in the summer would have been party and Alouar, the the kid from um, is it Leon? I think the 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 attack. I think I think uh, uh, Arteta wanted them both. And that would have been a new look midfield. You can then have your, you can probably then have your surprises hanging about maybe and doing little bits here and there. But as a as a starter regularly, not for me. Not for no, not when you sorry, look at and, what Odegaard's done no. when he's come in. Yeah, we've no, got Aziz as well come you know, coming through the ranks and, and maybe he feels that you know, um that faster, well, more yeah. athletic, you know, um yeah, he might be able to do more of an attacking left side you know with the guile you're talking about without the yeah um, i'm quite amazed Paul, that actually sabah's come from real madrid I, I, i'm not quite <laughs> yeah. sure don't really, don't really, yeah, do you know what i mean strike me as a as a galactic does he if i'm being honest but yeah maybe no, his dad's the owner or something <laughs> <laughs> he's, well he's, he's not he's not gonna like, so, he's not he's not gonna get in their team is he let's be honest do you know what i mean but if we, if he's going to be with us next year, it means we've either bought him, and we've bought him for you know, a very very good deal, or mm-hmm. he's gone. But again, well, if that's he what goes, I'm saying. It's a horrible we, we, decision. We're going to need another body. We're going to need. We are. We do are. Not think that though, him, we're a body is, do you not think though that's very Arsenal like? We're going to let Odegaard go back <laughs> and sign and sign survivors. <laughs> It does. Well, it's, I don't know about our choice at this point. I'm, all I'm saying is, if they don't let us have Odegaard, but they do let us option Sabios, whether it's to buy or to, I mean, you, you can't loan somebody for three years in a row, can you? Anyway, uh, I don't know. Well, if that's I don't know. I don't know. Madrid do it all the time, don't they? Chelsea. Yeah, uh, but I mean, can you loan the same player for three years in a row from from one club? That just seems weird. I mean, have we done that before? Have we ever loaned somebody for two years in a row? No. We've only ever loaned people for like the end of a season and then hung on to them for way too long, you know. Um, anyway, so yeah, I'm hoping we can. I hope we can deal with. Um, uh, we can deal with our um, transfer issues and not have some of these weird anomalies. Uh, you know, anomalies that we've had. Um, you know, with uh, what loaning Cedric and, and then buying him halfway through and all that other stuff. Hopefully, that's not going to happen. Um, Very awesome. Yeah, Nitsen. It is very Arsenal-like. Nitsen Bertel said, as he's had a great goal versus Blackburn last week. I didn't see it. I don't get to. Yeah, it was a good goal. To be fair, yeah, yeah. He was on the bench again tonight, wasn't he? He was on the bench again tonight, right? As he's. Yep. So it's getting closer and closer. Well, yeah, it'll be. Mm. um, I don't. Is there going to be a um, a pre-season this year? Does anyone know about that? I don't think it's been announced yet. It's going to be. No, no. Is. so I've, yeah, that's. Uh, sorry, Gav, carry on. No, I'd like to say I'd like to see, I'd like to see the club go back to what they used to do, uh, and it, you know, if we are, if the country is in a position in June, July, August where you know, crowds are allowed back in, then I'd love to see us, you know, back again at Barnet. Uh, you know, I mean, perhaps. Yeah. Portsmouth, or do you know what I mean, you know, let, let's go, let's go. You know, if the the club want to play three or four sort of pre-season friendlies, friendlies yeah. you know, yeah. let, let, let's take it take it around the country, take it around the country, mm-hmm. and let's get a full crowds in. 
for some of these clubs that you know will really generally respect and generally need Arsenal coming to town and putting gate money in their pocket. So that's from the a. Dover's one there, Gav. They can come uh, down to Dover any time they like. I'll be Jim Palmer to the chairman. He'll love you, honestly. Trust me. That's a good call. Though, you know, and we get a chance to watch you know, the, you know, watch the youngsters. You know, the, yeah, exactly. The, the guys knocking on the doors. You know, get a chance to wear yeah. the shirt. But you, you know what I'm saying? That that's got to be a lot better uh, for the for the for British sport and English sport than travelling halfway around the world whilst the pandemic's going on in countries that aren't fully vaccinated and blah, blah, blah. Pump some money back into this country's economy. You know, help help, you know, help the, the clubs that are further down the pyramid. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Do- Dover would be a good one. I'd go down there. Do you know oh, what I mean? you'd love oh, it. I'll get you in a box. Yeah. I'll get you an executive box. Trust me. Good yeah. I'd last about five minutes. I'd last about five minutes, mate. You know I would. <laughs> no, the chi- no. Listen, the chairman's all right, Jim. Trust me, he'd, 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 he'd be like you, Gav. Trust me, he don't mind a few words. <laughs> is, that, is that Dover FC? Is that what it's called, Andy? Yeah, don't, yeah, don't, the Lily Whites. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'll tell you what it oh. is, Paul. Just quickly, yep. I met the fella and Jim Palmer, and he's the owner. And his wife Sally have done a fantastic job with Dover. Seriously, they pumped a lot of money into it, and it. It, when I went as his guest, it was like going back to watching the Arsenal in the, in the 70s and the 80s. It was just a... Oh, wow. You felt part of the club. It was a, mm-hmm. I can only describe it as that. If you ever get chance when you're this way, we'll go down there and I'll, it's, it's a really good day out. I'm going to hold you to that. Brilliant. I love, okay, mate. I, I've, I've found, you know, for me, it's quite expensive, you know, watching on my team play. People complain about the, like Gav complains about his silver membership and all that stuff. You know, when, when I have to pay like £1,400 just to watch one game or watch us get beaten by five goals by Bayern Munich or something, you know, it's, it's, wow. it's, a, long, it's a long way to travel, you know, like all the games seem precious. But I've found yeah, that I enjoy the away games so much more. Like I generally try and go to... And I've been lucky people, you know, getting me tickets and I've gone to see a lot of away games. And there's just something about being in a crowd where there's only a thousand or fifteen hundred of you against, you know, Liverpool or City or, you know, whoever it is. And you just you get that sense of what it's like to be, you know, a gooner and and your Arsenal tribe and everyone's like looking out for each other. I really enjoy the away games. Well put. Just the same back in the day. Back yeah, in the day, we'd, we back in the day we would take like regularly take between six and eight thousand all over the country, mate. Oh, that was when it was just. mental. I mean, I mean, like eighty-eight in the league cup. I think we took about eight nine thousand to a midweek game against Liverpool, right? And yeah. had the whole of that Anfield. Oh, that, was you there that game, Andy? Yeah, the, yeah. One, the yeah, one all, the one, the one all where yeah, Roadcastle yeah. scored that beauty. Roadcastle scored. Yeah, scored then, a peach and all, didn't it? It was a peach. Absolute, yeah, absolute gorgeous goal, yeah. Yeah. And then, like, you know, going like, going like West Ham, and we'd have the whole of that end at West Ham, the and there must end. have been like six, yeah. six, seven thousand of us at West Ham. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We'd have to so have like, like, goal at Spurs game when we had the whole yeah. end. Exactly. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So it's it's yeah. just, that that's the only shame thing. I mean, I think the last big big away one really was the uh, was Cardiff. Do you remember Cardiff away in the FA Cup? It was nil nil. <laughs> I thought he was going to go back to the Mickey Thomas one. No, God, no, not that one. Oh, oh. oh, don't. Yeah, I'm glad I wasn't at that one. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I didn't miss well, before we go, anyways, before we, we go, we go, go through every goal, 
<laughs> we might be. <laughs> We're in a pub. Um, uh, it is a pub and it's, and it's encouraged. And I can't wait to actually be back in one of the, you know, the amazing Arsenal pubs that must be struggling right now. I hope they're all okay and that we can all mm. get back together and, and have a proper it's drink okay. and then head yeah, off to yeah, Dover yeah. and watch. Um, anyway, guys, I think we're, <laughs> at the end of, uh, we're at the end of it tonight. Um, I just wanted to thank you both for, for being being here and um, joining me in the pub and it was a great game to celebrate and we threw yeah. into the semi-finals and hopefully beyond um so gav thanks thanks for joining us no problems thank you i'm hoping that uh, andy's going to join us for one of the semi games as well mate yeah okay. that'd be great andy it's been wonderful yeah just you. i'd love to yeah i've enjoyed tonight it's yeah. been really good and listen paul just quickly don't let gav moan about with all the money he's on honestly mate right <laughs> uh, Gav, you know who would Gav be if he, you know, then yeah, if he couldn't have a good moan, then what would you know be nothing left of Gav? We love Gav. Gav, we love you. Um, anyway, Andy, thanks again for joining us, and um, and thank you all for your comments and for watching and for supporting the channel. Please follow us on Twitter and and subscribe on YouTube. Um, you know, we just do this. We plug at it week in week out, and it's just for fun. We don't take ourselves too seriously, but um, it's been great to have you along for the ride. Um, we'll see you next time. Up the Arsenal. Up Cheers, the Arsenal. Cheers, Gav. Cheers, Cheers lads. Go on, the Arsenal.